0: Hello, hello, junkies!
1: Little Danzig,
0: nice. Happy birthday, Glenn. That is in
1: honor of today's Glenn Danzig's birthday. Sixty years old. Sixty-six six, zero. 60.
0: Yeah. Six, zero. Wow, the legend.
1: Well, joining us, we yes, have a friend finally, Mr. Chris Sarapiglia,
0: the the myth and the legend. The myth and the legend. I um I was thinking today. Um, first time I saw Chris was um actually on video. Quick story. (laughs) Really? Where's this going? (laughs) Video. Yeah. No, you'll you'll remember. Um, I grew up uh, with Chris. I've known him since I was about 14, 15. Um, His, our other friend, JP, I grew up with his brother, Ray. So Mm -hmm. we used to hang in the Sear basement looking at his father's records. So one day he brings out a video and he puts it on. And it's Chris, JP. I don't remember who was on guitar. It might have been...
2: I don't back know. Then,
3: back then, it was probably uh, it was probably Brian. I think so. Because um, we had when JP and Brian were at UConn together, we used to mess around on weekends and just jam and play. Well, you songs guys,
0: stuff. yeah, because um, you were playing. Can't explain.
3: Okay, yeah, I was, that's probably right.
0: And then I remember being like, "Holy shit, I want to hang with these dudes." Because <laughs> I knew JP. Because that already. would have been
3: what, like back in ninety three, ninety four,
0: and then. And then I started hanging out at the yeah. bookstore, and the rest is history. Yeah, that's uh, how it all starts. Yeah,
1: I don't remember when I met Chris. Everyone, I don't, I don't remember how I met Chris. I I don't know. He Everyone. was just he was just there.
0: That's kind of how it happened for a lot of people. I don't know if
1: I met you first or if you met my wife first.
3: Well, I met your wife back around ninety four, right. ninety five.
1: So, and I don't know, if maybe if I met him first through Al, which is
3: possible. Yeah, probably. Possible. Back yeah. in the St. Lucy days. Sweet, sweet Lucy. St. Lu- Lucy. St. <laughs> Lucy. Sweet Lucy. Yes. Yeah, sweet, sweet. Which I actually have that EP still.
0: I I found it the other day. And it's right. funny you say that. It's terrible, but it is. It only
3: needs Lee guitar.
1: <laughs> One of these days, I will um upload our Toads Place video. I have that to yeah. YouTube, <laughs> um, for all the world to see.
0: Yes, I think we should we should do that eventually.
1: Oh. So it's been a couple of weeks. There's a lot in the news.
0: Yeah, I have well, I have just basically one story I wanted to talk to you guys about because I think it, it'll take up a little bit of time. Sure. Um so let's talk a little bit about Eddie Van Halen's building. Oh
3: build. man. <laughs> This drama going on with the, the Van I was just, Halen I, I was
1: literally, just a little while ago, listening to Howard Stern talk about it. Oh, really? Yeah, it, it's, it's gone everywhere.
3: It's, it's blown up. It's I mean, pretty when, fucking brutal. When, mm-hmm. you know, a little news feed on Facebook, it's like, yeah. you know, for like three days, it was like, you know, David Lee Roth this, Eddie Van Halen this, Michael Anthony this, Sammy Hagar that, every single day.
0: Well, like, the three, the three key points for me were, first he says he doesn't, Roth doesn't want to be his friend. Roth has to act like he's 60 and not 20. Right. That was the first key. The second one was a new album is not likely to surface anytime soon because three of the people in the band like rock and roll, but one (laughs) likes dance music. He's referring to Roth, of course. And the biggest point... Well, probably. I would say Alex. (laughs) (laughs) The biggest shocker for me was that he said basically that Michael Anthony isn't a great singer. Mm-hmm. He was just born with a, a a wicked range and that he had to teach him how to play. That's such bullshit. That's
3: that's the most vague.
0: Yeah. And he said that the vocals aren't all Mike, that also Eddie blended his voice in on those old vocals. So Yeah, they might have been blended in Probably but at a much good. lower volume. Yeah. So Eddie went off on this fucking interview and I don't yeah. I don't know man it's just it's fucking
1: brutal. I mean why 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 you got to you know
0: right before your tour. Yeah. So already Jimmy Koplik said that he's keeping an eye on it because he won't be surprised if the tour implodes before like to the yeah. yeah.
1: I'm surprised that that shit hasn't imploded by now. Period.
0: He doesn't talk to Roth at all besides when they're
1: oh they they are they down to like the separate Tour buses yeah. and shit. Well,
0: he basically said he, it's a business because you know they see each other thirty to forty nights a year, right? So it's basically a business venture for him now mm-hmm. because he wants to give the fans what the fans want. So and
1: you know, you what kinda, the fans I mean, want is Michael Anthony back. You <laughs> yeah. kind of can
3: probably almost respect that though that, on a business aspect of it, but then again, it's 2015.
0: Exactly. Right. This is a 30 year argument, <laughs> you know
1: ridiculous ridiculous i'm surprised you didn't have uh um
3: if he's thinking about that in a business aspect and this is where i was thinking after reading all this and like getting sick of seeing it remember when yes did the union album and tour yeah it was like every well not every member but it was like a majority of the members of the band yes that had been in different formations of that band over like a 25 year period Mm -hmm. they all got together I mean, they all recorded separately and whatnot. You know, Alan White and Bill Bruford didn't play at the same time. Um, Trevor Rabin and Steve Howe were never on stage at the same time. It was a rotation type of thing. Mm -hmm. The main two, you know, it was pretty much uh, John Anderson and Chris Squire on stage the whole show because Chris Squire owns the rights to the name, yes. So it's his band, technically. So Mm -hmm. when they did that album, the album's really cool. It's different, it's got a lot of, you know, Varieties of types of whatever the heck was recorded at that time. You know what they were doing. You know you, you could tell it was Steve Howe. You could tell it was Trevor Rabin. Blah 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 blah. Rick Wakeman versus Tony K. You know it's that's how that worked. And when they toured, that's what they did. They broke the set up, so it was like constantly rotation. Hmm. That's what Van Halen should do
0: with the singers.
3: All three singers. Yeah. Gary
0: Shriver. <laughs> oh my god.
3: Imagine <laughs> yeah.
1: Gary Shriver oh, getting oh, that
0: phone oh, wait. Oh, wait. Real call. Real quick, real quick. I didn't put this in here, but I remember it. Eddie Van Halen knew it was over with Gary Sharon when Gary Sharon showed up in an Elvis jumpsuit and said, "This is my stage costume." Oh, <laughs> I don't know how
1: much truth there is to that. Yeah, but I that re- doesn't
0: sound right. I
1: remember. I remember distinctly uh, when when Van Halen was being interviewed with Gary Sharon on MTV. I remember that I when Eddie Van Halen said that he's found he found his musical soul brother. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and then okay, that lasted six more months after that. But no, you mentioned the Van Halen. I'm surprised you didn't have anything in your notes uh, about uh, Gene Simmons this week.
0: Oh no, oh, I, I just forgot to write it down. Oh. oh, he blames he blames the fans, right? I have the quote. Yeah, let's let's hear the quote.
1: So, uh, so Gene Simmons uh, had a recent interview with Planet Rock. I'm not quite sure what Planet Rock is. If it's that's Lawn a... Friends. Oh, it podcast. is. Oh, all right.
0: Yeah. Now
1: I know what happened to that guy. Yeah,
0: Life on Planet Rock. That was his book. Okay.
1: Too. Okay. Yeah. Um and he was asked if uh, today's acts uh, give up too easily on the idea of being rock stars, and you know it's a little bit of a paragraph, but I'll go into it. Uh, he he says I blame. And he he goes, and I could picture, I could hear him saying this in my head. He goes, I blame, and this is gonna break your hearts. It certainly breaks mine. He goes, I blame the fans because the fans have decided uh, that uh, they should get free music, that they should download file share. You know this, that, and the other thing. He goes on to say, you know, you're not hurting Kiss. Kiss has the money they need. Kiss, Kiss started, you know, obviously well before streaming music and all before the downloads and, and, and everything else. But um, he's he's yeah he's blaming the fans for uh, their sense of entitlement that they want to get everything for free, that they feel that music should be free and for everyone. Um, which kind of leads me to the thing that's going on right now with Taylor Swift. Oh yeah. Have you read that? Yep, yep. So we talked last week about, the the Apple streaming music service mm-hmm. and how it was going to be three, uh, free for the first three months. Yep. What we didn't know at the time was that Apple was not going to pay the artists yeah, for, for those the, free three months. Which is bullshit. Right. So, so I totally, I, I totally back, uh, uh. Taylor Swift on that, she's like, "Well, wait, why, why, aren't, why, why aren't we getting any of this? You know, you're a, you're a big company, you've plenty of money to 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 do this project with. Um, why are we meant to suffer and give our shit away for free?" That's on the one hand, but on the other hand, everybody's starting to feel like hypocrites now because they didn't feel the same way when Lars took a stand how many years ago? Yeah. with Napster, right, yeah. they basically are saying the same thing. Why is Taylor Swift right now and Lars was wrong back then? Exactly is because we all thought at the time that we should get all our music for free. Exactly. And now, you know, and now, as we get older and we see, um, the way the music industry is now, it, you you have to you have to pay the artists. You have to do something. It, it, it's it's, it's got to be more than what it is. Exactly because <laughs> shit's shit's dying. Yeah. It's, you know, we've said it before, it's become a single based society and there needs to be a new infrastructure infrastructure uh, for bands, labels and artists, because otherwise nobody's going to thrive in the music industry anymore. So
3: you're saying singles based, like as in like a major artist like Taylor Swift, for example, instead of recording 10 or 12 songs and releasing an album that she should just do.
1: Well, no, no. Well, kind of, yes. But, kind but of. I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying that. That's uh, what mates of state are doing. Yeah. Just, just putting out singles. No, they're putting out EPs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of bands are going to EP
3: they, um, Right,
1: but the question is, are are is the is the audience buying the whole EP or are they just going on iTunes and picking and choosing well, the songs they want?
3: Well, Corey, um, Corey and Jason came out to see if Jesus had machine guns. One of my, ba- yeah, my mm-hmm. band a few weeks ago, and she said, because I asked her about this. I was curious. Yeah. She goes, not many people listen to a full album anymore. No, they don't. Which is kind of a shame. We put a lot of work into these records to make them sound awesome beginning to end.
1: And, ev- and everybody used to. They, you know, we've talked about this before. I got a pile of awesome albums over there full of great artwork, great liner notes. Yeah. Nobody's doing that anymore because nobody's seeing it. I think the last cool cover art I saw was like Mastodon. Yeah. You know, and, you know. And yeah. And, can you and that can was you killed.
0: imagine if like here's an example? Let's say now, let's say this year Jane's Addiction released nothing shocking, and the kids only downloaded Jane Says and didn't listen to the whole record.
3: They wouldn't get it.
0: They it, it would it would be a completely different yeah. record, you know. And so it's like,
1: and, you know, how many people would not you know have sought out the rest of the material?
3: exactly you know, you know? We had it's, to- it's almost like back to the days of the cassette single. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. The single,
3: the yeah. single. Kids used to buy those like crazy.
1: I had a friend of mine. Uh, he didn't. He didn't have. I don't think a single full album, but he had drawers and drawers full of cassette singles because he just he heard a song on the radio, he bought the cassette single. Well, he had the B sides. That's always a good thing. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's, that's the true. one good thing. The yeah. one good thing is that I do have a, a single of. Um, I believe it was Metallica's "Wherever I May Roam" because the B side was "So What."
0: Yes, and their their one single, the B side was "The Prince," ah, which is fucking awesome. That was a forty-seven uh, inch that came out, mm-hmm. so.
1: but also in keeping with the uh, discussion about the the streaming music. Uh, so I got called out by uh, our guest Chris Bodette, who we had a few he, in here a few really? weeks ago. Yeah, uh, remember I said uh, you know because I have the Spotify and everything else that I don't know if I'm part of the problem oh, or if yeah, I'm yeah. part of the solution. Well, he made it a point to let me know that I am part of the problem, <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: and the minuscule, minuscule, you know, halves of quarters of cents that artists get paid for Spotify spins and, and other such streaming service. Um, there's a little chart. I actually posted it on the Facebook page about like how much artists make depending on what format you buy their music in. You know, obviously, you buy a CD direct, they're getting the most amount of money. Um, the next highest to that is is kind of like iTunes. Artists are getting paid the most through iTunes. Streaming services like uh, Spotify, Pandora, they're – you know, minuscule amounts, minuscule amounts. So I stand corrected by Chris Baudette, uh that I still should be buying CDs if I want to support the artists.
0: But are they getting like a base fee for they making are. their stuff um, available? They, they
3: are in. There was an actually there was a segment on um, NPR this morning about this. Okay. Um, what's happening is is that a lot of artists are signing the record deal, they're recording the album, and in that record deal are the stipulations for. Spotify, Pandora, wow, et cetera.
0: That's where we are now. And, right?
3: Um, I know that if mean, Jesus had machine guns, has um, a deal in the works right now, and there are some stipulations to that streaming aspect. Obviously, Bandcamp is the best because that's your own; you run that. Okay. All right. Yep. So if you, we're going to be able to put our album on Bandcamp, and if somebody wants to download it and you know click each track mm-hmm. and pay a dollar for each track or whatever, if it, 90, you know if there's twelve songs on the album you know 50 cents a song or whatever that's fine um that's cool because it goes right directly to you um i don't know how i didn't read everything yet with the whole thing that we're working on right now but there is going to be some sort of distribution though for vinyl down the road cd and all that good stuff too awesome um but um back to the npr thing and that um it was funny because ringo death star Mm -hmm. they've been around for a while they're from austin texas great noise rock band um, played at Bar a couple weeks ago, um, and they're on tour right now, and they posted a picture on their Facebook page the of their first Spotify royalty check.
0: Oh. And it was <laughs> six cents. Wow.
3: They got a check for six cents.
1: And had that, did they make any indication of how many uh, it, spins that was from?
3: It didn't. Oh. Um, it was making me think of that Seinfeld episode where he was getting the penny checks oh, for yeah. the royalties oh. or something. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's annoying.
0: What about that band that recorded an album of silence? And had their fans stream it overnight while they were sleeping, and they made twenty thousand dollars to fund their. Oh, car.
1: I I did hear about uh, that. that.
0: It was, was twelve tracks of silence, <laughs> and they just had people put it on repeat while they went to bed. That's pretty. They made twenty grand. That's in pretty like amazing. So,
3: the ways to bypass Spotify.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> right, but it also makes me think about when I was a kid, um, when I used to just tape songs off the radio. Yeah. Yep. I was pirating music even back then. Yes, so was I. Same. I'm I am part of the problem. Yeah. All right, I I am sorry. <laughs> the rock and roll junkies are but part you, of the problem. You buy
0: the
3: albums though.
1: I, I I do buy albums, right? You know, but I as do. as I mentioned, uh, you know, last time, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, if, if if a new album comes out, maybe I don't have the the money. I I I listen to the album on Spotify. I do the same. I, thing. I throw it in. Oh, I throw I, it into a folder. I just
3: pulled up Google Music on here. I listen to Google Music all day at work.
0: Yeah.
1: And you pay for that. Yeah, ten bucks a month. Ten bucks a month—that's what I pay for Spotify. Ten bucks a month.
0: How is how is that good? Yep. Now on the yep. Google,
1: can you make playlists and yes. make them available offline? Yep. Oh, see, same so just like Spotify, that's exactly what I do. But I'm part of the problem. Moving on, so uh, Gene Simmons is uh, targeting me with his statements.
0: I hope he comes to, comes to our podcast to complain to you personally. Fuck Gene Simmons.
1: <laughs> um. On another note, on a happier note, Motorhead is back on tour. Yes, very Uh, exciting. I opened up. I opened up my email this morning, and it's like there was Motorhead, Anthrax, and uh, uh, Crobot. Now, uh, I was telling Al earlier the uh, in the dome too. In the dome. Now we've talked about the dome and and the noise problems before.
0: That's going to close the building down. Oh yeah, well, why not?
1: Motorhead is to this day the loudest band. I've ever heard them and 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 murder van
0: that that are playing Sunday yes yes
1: murder van is playing a matinee show Sunday local Connecticut band murder van check them out on Facebook uh loudest band in New Haven uh motorhead loudest band of all time I'm not gonna
3: chime in on the on the uh, murder van aspect okay (laughs) Sean asked me to join them again oh really yeah
1: as what Play bass Oh, are they having uh, issues with their bass Oh, they rotate bass players? It's kind of a revolving door? I know a few bands like that. They've
3: had some, he's had some issues with consistency. Oh. I can't take on another project. (laughs) I know, yeah, between you and me. Speaking of being in the loudest band, you know, that'd be fun, though. We'll see what happens. Yeah,
1: they're a good band. Um, Yeah, so a couple of uh, things, though. When I got the email this morning, it said it was Motorhead, Anthrax, and Crobot. However, every other website I go to says that it's it's Motorhead, Anthrax, and Saxon. So I don't know for sure uh when tickets go on sale this week who I'm buying tickets for. <laughs> but uh I'd be happy to see Crowbot and I'd be happy to see Saxon. I'd be happy to see all four bands. You know, that'd be killer.
3: I'm cool with the two.
1: Yeah, yeah. so they're going it's a it's a short tour. Um it's kicking off August nineteenth and uh and it ends right before they go on their uh their uh the motorboat. Mo- motorboat, motorboat. motorboat tour. Yeah. Uh, the uh the uh concert on uh on the seas. I have a few friends that are going on that, so that looks really cool. I would it's love the to go. Second on... one,
3: it's the second one they've done.
1: I would absolutely love to go on one of those rock and roll cruises. Sometimes. All right. I don't
3: think Motorhead actually, because Lemmy was sick last year. I think they had to cancel it, but everyone yeah. else went on it and played.
1: So I don't want to say I don't want to say I'm going to see Motorhead because uh, this may be the last time we see Motorhead. But I've been finding more and more. I've been saying, like I'm going to see John Fowardy this week. And I told my wife, I said, Yeah, let's go see John Fogarty because this may be the last time we see John Fogarty. When we went to see Neil Diamond a few weeks ago, we're like, This may be the last time we see Neil Diamond. Yeah. <laughs> you know, people are getting older.
3: Yeah, you don't want to say that though. That's like bad karma, man. Yeah, I know.
1: I'm an asshole. All right. <laughs> it's you true. Know, I steal music and, and I and I think all my rock stars are gonna die.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's great. Um, I did
3: see John Entwistle a few weeks before he died, before that. I two- did though. too. Yeah, so that was kind of weird.
1: I did too, and that, I met John uh, Roger Daltrey's uh, in laws that saw night. Saw
3: Jerry Garcia uh, a month before he, I saw you know a month before he died, so that was kind of weird. Uh, I saw
1: st- um, what's his name from Quiet Riot? Kevin, Kevin Debra. Yeah. A few like months so before yeah. he di- he was at the Wolf's Den. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, way to bring the show down.
3: Oh wow, <laughs> that went from a. Uh, I know it's all low note in a second. Wow
1: Uh changing changing gears did you see our good friend Dave uh posted the uh that food truck and rock carnival yeah, on our on our page. that's a fucking lineup right there man. Oh my food
0: god Where is this? It's in Jersey. Check that's out this lineup. September
1: 18th through the 20th uh at Clark New Jer- uh Clark New Jersey's Oak Ridge Park. So it's over three days. Uh, the first day, Friday, September 18th, there's only uh, tribute bands. They're doing tribute bands. So you know, That's a Jersey thing. Osbosis, Judas Priestess, Almost Queen, Voyage, the Tribute to Journey. Um, <laughs> That's right. Awesome. Uh, but then uh, Saturday, September 19th, uh, on the main stage, you got Slash, Three Days Grace, Black Label Society, Puddle of Mud, Seven Dust, Skid Row, otherwise Kicks. Faster Pussycat, Stephen Piercy, King's X, Gilby Clark, and Edgar—I don't know who this guy is. Edgar—it's uh, spelled C-A-Y-C-E-K-K—Case?
0: I have no idea.
1: I have no idea. I, I meant to look it up today. I have no idea who Edgar Case is.
0: That's just one day. That's just one day. Yeah.
1: Day two. Oh, and there's more tribute bands on the tribute band stage. Yeah. Uh, There's a tribute band stage. There's a tribute band stage, yes. Um, And then Sunday, September 20th, on the main stage, you got Godsmack, Stone Temple Pilots, Clutch, Anthrax, Skillet, Crowbot, Like a Storm, Slaughter, L.A. Guns, Lita Ford, and Profit.
0: That's fucking killer. That
1: is on top of 40 food trucks and beer gardens. Huh. There's also 40 a,
0: v-
3: beer gardens or just one? Oh, f- bit, like...
1: 40 food trucks and and various beer gardens with craft beers. Hmm. Uh they're also having a pro wrestling exhibition with a uh junior wrestler's boot camp featuring legends Jake the Snake Roberts and Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Awesome. Um uh, there's also going to be a comedy area uh with Don Jameson, Jim Florentine, the, all those guys are going to be uh performing. So it's a cool thing, you know, and it's not a far ride to uh to Jersey.
3: Clark's not that far actually.
1: Yeah, Clark, New Jersey. So that's happening that's the food truck and rock carnival. I assume they're going to have carnival games and and stuff like that. But yeah, it's happening September 18th through the 20th. Check that shit out. Yeah. All
3: right. Anything Clark, else in the Clark, news New Jersey? Actually, Exit 135 off the Garden State oh. Parkway. That's not yeah. far at all. No. no, it's not.
1: Not far from New Haven.
0: Um no, I don't I didn't put much in the news today because I wanted to um I wanted to talk to our guest a little yes, bit. Yes, I know.
1: I should have introduced him more yeah, properly well, no, at the, at I mean, the start no, we'll of the show. We'll get, we'll get to, that. to that. But I only had one other thing. This is I'm looking forward to because I actually watch this TV show is uh, Vince Neal is on wife Celebrity swap. Wife, wife Swap this week. <laughs> what? Yep. Vince Neal uh, and his longtime girlfriend, uh, Rain Hannah, are swapping with Gunnar Nelson and his wife, uh, Lila, or Lila. It's L-I-L-A. I don't know. Wow. But apparently... Uh, Gunnar Nelson is real reserved. You know, he doesn't go party or anything like that. And we all know, you know, what Vince Neil does. So they're swapping girlfriends and wives uh, for one week. And from what I hear, uh, Vince Neil takes Gunnar Nelson's wife out to Vegas. And supposedly, and I, I, we'll see if this is in the show, supposedly uh, Neil's rumored to have turned $50,000 into $660,000 that night playing craps. Wow. Taking Gunnar Nelson's wife out to the casino. Wow! So we'll that's see if that crazy. happens. That airs uh, June twenty fourth. So that's tomorrow, right?
0: It's a one episode thing. Where they yeah, it's, yeah, yeah.
1: It. I watch. I watch celebrity. It's it's pretty funny because, well, lately there hasn't been many celebrities on it. Like there's, you know, maybe somebody from the Real Housewives swapping with somebody. Um, the last episode I watched it was Charo's family swapping with um, the young girl who used to be on the Love Boat. Wow! So they swapped. It's just kind of like one of what? those things. It's kind of like one of those things like you see how the other half lives. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, this one looks like a good one. So that's all for my news. I'll be watching Celebrity uh, Wife watch tomorrow night. You'll have to because I'm I not going to watch that. I will. That's it's a quality
0: show. Yeah, no, that's all I got. So, um, yeah, we have Chris Serapiglia here. He's uh, a, a man. man of many talents. He wears many hats. Yes. Yep. Um, tell us a little bit about your band history.
3: all of it sure you heard you already started with some of it
0: well yeah no we'll we'll start we'll start with uh
3: current stuff the last 10 years last 10 (laughs) years let's see here all right so you know i was uh playing bass guitar singing whatnot in a band called the joiner Inners for a while Great uh with you know john paul and uh tom and andrew and you know very a couple other people filling in here and there over the years from uh, 1996 to 2013 when we decided to really hang it up i mean different lineups and whatnot uh you know we initially stopped in 2007 when andrew moved to baltimore mm-hmm. so we decided to call it a day then attempted doing a couple other things we had a band called twas mimos for a while that i actually forgot about not Really forgot about, but stuff was showing up on that time hop app.
2: Mm-hmm. I, was like, I don't remember
3: <laughs> something about some mini tour we did. I was like, I don't remember playing a mini tour, but apparently, we played like four shows in like a week or something like that, <laughs> like seven years ago. So, um, that happened. Then we, you know, uh, children came along, so that stopped. Um, Tom Nolan started writing songs again. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we he and i started trying to do another type of project but that didn't really pan out and um we finally got jp back in the mix uh after child and he was like All right, let's play so we started playing tom had to leave another batch of songs so we emailed andrew and said hey can we use the name because we can't find a name there's too much confusion with the amount of names we've been going under the same members that type of thing so we formed the joiners again that was in 2000. 10 i think 2009 maybe 2010 and um, recorded another album all-star Traction came out that year uh did that played a bunch of shows around did all that good stuff and then um recorded uh house of sound in 2013 uh released that in may of 2013 and played our last show in july of 2013 because kid number two was on the way for both of them so we just decided to really hang it up at that point That's basically where it stood. We just, you know, those songs are pretty much done. We don't want to go on with those anymore. Tom does have the Viet Time project that he's been doing the past few years when he writes songs in his garage, records stuff. Uh, We've played two shows. Basically, it's the same lineup, it's me, JP, and Tom. Uh, We played at Bar back in November and we played at the Outer Space in Hamden back in April. Yep. I don't know of anything right now. I know Tom is playing a solo show for the benefit for the Ansonia Nature Center. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He is playing July 8th at Cafe 9. If Jesus Had Machine Guns, my current project, is playing at Bar on July 8th as well. So they're right down the street from each other. So if Tom plays early, you can go catch Tom and then take a stroll up the street to Bar and have some pizza and watch us. Um, So that ended. Formed another band for a short time called The Ball Lightning. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Where I happen to be the youngest individual in the band. It was a garage rock outfit, um, really high energy. Um, two of the members were in a band called The Radiation out of the Hartford area. That band does still exist. Uh, Randy plays drums, but Jason, the singer guitarist, uh, got fed up with living in Connecticut and bolted down to Virginia, back to Richmond, Virginia. So, and he is back still in Richmond, Virginia. Um, we played a bunch of shows started working on recording uh and after the new year that's when he decided that he was done so i had already been speaking to another friend of mine uh by the name of michael Sivak, uh who had a band or has a band called saint cobra he had asked me at the same time when i joined the ball lightning if i wanted to join saint cobra and i said i couldn't do two projects at the same time so ball lightning decides to call it a day We were practicing in Bristol at Randy's house. Went up there, grabbed all my gear, which was all there. Jammed a little bit, packed the car. Next day, went down to Stratford to jam with St. Cobra. Nice. Uh, That was in February of 2014, so a little about a a year and a half ago. Um, St. Cobra right now is sort of in a hiatus moment. Um, We played live mic live for episode two a couple weeks ago um as a trio um we are down a guitarist right now um you know personal issues people have you know job obligations family obligations to adhere to so that band really needs to get something recorded that's like the source of frustration with myself right now is that we haven't done anything recording wise um we have a good set of songs ready to go we just have to take the time and make sure that everyone's available to do it so for now, I, I gotta say
1: too that that trio you did sounded great. Yeah. It did sound full. It
3: does sound full. You know, it's 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 a good full sound. It's a mm-hmm. good power rock. I it's, enjoy power trios. Yeah, it's 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 good heavy rock. Um, so last year, um, we had Jimmy Patterson playing synthesizers, doing projections for Saint Cobra. Uh, Jimmy, uh, has had a solo project known as If Jesus Had Machine Guns for probably eight years now. Um, where he basically was playing with a laptop, drum beats, rec- pre-recorded synths, etc. Very full energy show. Him as a you know stand-up, you know, um, uh, lead singer, frontman type person. Um, really good guy, very talented. Um, back in around I would say like November or so, uh, he had started talking about putting a, a full band together for it, uh, which he did. I said, I would play bass for this. I have no problem playing bass for this. At the time, it was a side project. I was like, I will definitely sit around and just, you know, I'll play a couple shows, whatever. That's actually, I think that's how this really came together, was that it was going to be like sort of a, all right, we're going to play this show in February as a full band and see how it goes. Um, fortunately for all six of us, it's probably like one of the best bands we've all been in. Um, it's a talented group of musicians. We've, we've all been in other bands. Um, local bands here in Haven, local, you know, other bands around the country, et cetera. Um, you know, two guitarists, you know, uh, John Montanabe, who's, you know, really, he, he actually used to play with George Baker, um, mm. when he was younger, um, Jason Siriani, who played in fake babies, um, uh, and we have, um, Caitlin Marshall is the keyboard player singer. She's, a, also an actress, um, very talented, really good voice um myself on bass uh and uh jay bates is playing drums on electronic drums uh he played in um barrington and also plays in pony bird too because that's his wife's band hmm. so we're, we're recording right now um we have um the first album should be done in probably three to four weeks nice um bass tracks i think are done for four songs already mm-hmm um we just got you know it, there's a lot of layering going on we'll hear some of it in a little bit yeah. we're um, we're all adding like aspects of keyboards um ex- you know i have a couple guitar ideas that i haven't shown them yet that i'm working on um especially for one track specifically where i've been playing a lot of it on acoustic i think it might actually sound cool um you don't know until you try it though right um but we're playing a lot a lot a lot of shows coming up um we played um we played a show last saturday um in um the uh kindred queer space where's that um it's it actually it's in a church okay um uh here in new haven uh where they um you know it was basically about i would say 35 40 people showed up just come and see a bunch of people play music uh instead of you know it was more like i would say a house show slash Mm -hmm. basement show type situation uh, don't play, we don't play a lot of those because of the sound setup and, all, and we spent Friday night really trying to get the sound right in their room. We were there all night Friday night and we were there back at five o'clock on Saturday and we didn't play until eleven thirty Saturday night. So hmm. we were there trying to make sure that everything was right because that's one key thing with a six-piece band. Yeah, you need to make sure everything because if it's not, it's you know, it's it, turn, it could be. It, we haven't had that happen yet. Knock on wood. We haven't had that bad show. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always somebody that knows what we want um doing sound when we play whether it's bar three sheets cafe nine um our next show is july 8th at bar uh the following week on july 16th uh thursday july 16th we are playing at the outer space it's our first show at the outer space in hampton um i know steve rogers is really looking forward to this nice um, on the bill is um, a band from Meriden called King Bongo, who are playing at Cafe 9, I think, next week. Mm-hmm. They're a garage rock band um, that John's friends with, uh, and a band out of Hartford called Record Affair. Um, they're also they their their description says that they're paps rock.
1: Paps rock Pabst. like the like the beer.
3: Um, they're very similar in sound <laughs> and style to our '80s ish homage that we're pulling off. Uh-huh. Um, they're in the same vein um william greer um is the um the front man um and um uh we've been looking to actually play with them uh we were supposed to set something up in the fall with them but this sort of came up this date was offered to us so we took it uh tried to get some bands actually from new york and philly that we're friends with up here but Mm -hmm. they had you know conflicting schedules summer tour schedules etc people on vacation this one band that i like from uh philly called suburban living their drummer is actually going on he's gonna be on vacation so mm-hmm. they can't come up. So um, it's it's situations like that. Uh, that's how that's how we've been booking the local shows. Actually, when we're offered a date, is we're searching people we know outside of the state first oh, yeah. to bring them in. Mm, yeah. Um, and because that'll give you a show outside of here. Yeah, you whatsoever. swap right, exactly. Yeah, we've been doing that. Uh, let's see. That's July, uh, August first. We're playing the Paper Goods Park festival two in berlin Mm -hmm. um it's uh it is a a benefit event for some environmental charity i don't remember the name of it um bunch of local bands actually a lot of the bands that are on this uh connecticut goes boom all an introduction to connecticut alternative the summer 2015 mixtape um a bunch of the bands that are on that disc if you haven't found this it's um it um dan otso from um um from the band all riot put this together um they're playing um i think
1: yeah they don't have a um i just noticed that they they don't have a a a link on the back of the cd here
3: i think ports of spain's playing um i can't remember who else there's a um i know john stone from Ten Thousand blades i think is playing solo uh, I don't have the whole list of the bands for that event, but it's it's up in a park. It's free. Um, apparently, there's no alcohol or drugs, so I guess it's family friendly. Hey. <laughs> um, which that's a good thing. That's refreshing. Um, and then, um, August 7th is the following Friday. That'd mm-hmm. be right. Yeah. August 7th, um, as of right now, um, we are pl- sharing the stage at the ballroom at the Outer Space with uh, Glamour Assassins, who are having their album release party. They're another. Um, if you think of if, if Jesus had Machine Guns as Joy Division in the 80s uh, the Glamour Assassins are the police
1: oh
0: nice Uh That's
3: and good and mix throw in Mission Zero on that as well uh, nice. who also have a new album coming out um, so all three of those bands that night in the ballroom we'll, at that I'm hoping that ours is done it should be um, we'll all have very new releases at that time too so it should be a really good good time nice um, and then uh, August 15th or is that a Saturday after that? August fifteenth, we're playing at the uh, Kings County Saloon in Brooklyn, New York. Hmm. Nice, and that's our summer schedule. Nice.
1: Awesome. We'll put a link up that on the uh, on the website as well. So, um, having known you for a little while, uh, I gotta say that I think I've seen you most excited about this band you're yes. not the
3: only person that's saying that like
1: you, you you know there's like a spark in your eye for for, for this and band. a smile and a smile <laughs> a spark and a smile so that's good to see so um seth, we so are you gonna guys, uh...
3: do you guys know seth adams singer songwriter yeah seth? all right i saw him at an event a few months back and he um he just said he asked me how things were going and he and i said something about um because he he played a show with saint cobra last year um and loved us and I said, you know, well, that band right now, there's some stuff going on that we're, you know, trying to figure it out, and and he we mentioned he mentioned if Jesus had machine guns, and he goes, every time you mention that band, you're smiling. He goes, that's nice to see people smiling when they talk about their bands.
1: That's awesome. So would you? We're gonna get into a song here, because um, you gave me a couple here. Yep. Um, so uh, how would you how would you describe the band for someone who hasn't heard <laughs> it? Yeah, I mean, I know there's a lot of '80s pop kind of stuff. There's it's, a, a it's mix of 80s, uh, mix of analog
3: 80s. and digital. Um, one of my coworkers actually said it sounds like the cure on cocaine. Yes. Um, <laughs> we don't do any cocaine, though. Um,
0: you don't is, need cocaine. My man. I don't think I've known do. you we for have, a long time. We have enough yeah. energy when we're playing
3: live. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like there's this chemistry with the six of us that it's like, you know, even last week we played with a um, uh, Sam Carlson was happy enough because um, Jay Bates couldn't play drums with us last week. So Sam Carlson filled in. Um, and Sam Carlson, if you don't know, is from Ports He plays drums in Ports of Spain. Mm-hmm. Um, also plays guitar and sings Um a couple songs and backup vocals in Laundry Day. Um, plays drums in The Proud Flesh as well. So um, he's busy with a lot of projects. Mm-hmm. Um, he is playing with us July eighth as well because Jay's going to be on vacation that week. But and the show was booked, and that's also the Ports of Spain tour kickoff. So we're helping them out, like supporting our friends. Um, that, that was the reason why we booked that show. Um, Jay will be back for the Outer Space show. That's definite. Um, and um, our keyboard player, Caitlin, wasn't available last Saturday. So we had um, Lacey Carlson, who plays keyboards in Polluter, because mm-hmm. Jason Siriani from If Jesus Had Machigans also plays guitar in Polluter. So she filled in on keyboards. That's what I and love about
1: New Haven is everybody's in We're very, very. I'm going to get into a little bit of that <laughs> in a minute. You just, I
3: just started touching the base of that surface where it's like, you know, um, Alex Burnett from Laundry Day i will tell you it's like it's a very incestuous scene. But oh, we all get I along. Like, I like that. I we like that. Yeah. We all get along great, though. That's the thing. We all book shows together all the time. We're constantly asked to do shows with each other. It's mm-hmm. like it's, every week I get an email or a message from somebody you want to play this show? You want to play this show. And sometimes each have to, actually, it reminds me I need to tell Latunda, unfortunately, <laughs> that St. Cobra cannot play a show on July 11th. So, um, we you, just, he- you heard it here first, yeah. Unfortunately, Can- we're cannot, not playing Cherry play Street, Station, uh, Cherry Street in Wallingford on July 11th. Um, you know that that was being worked on, but I unfortunately, cannot happen. <laughs> um,
1: uh, we're gonna get into a track here. Uh Which one do you want to do first? That one. Tell me. Yeah, tell me for her. Tell me for tell her.
3: Tell me for her is actually the um the first demo. Um, uh, probably going to be the um. It may get a little tweak for the album, but this me I'm pretty sure that this is, like, one of the almost final mixes for um, the album. Um, so we're going to play Tell Me For
1: Her. Tell Me For Her. Check it out, guys. This is uh, If Jesus Had Machine Guns.
0: machine guns you heard it here first junkies
1: get ready that one was marked demo so is that still that still has to be mastered and um stuff, or?
3: a little bit there's some it's probably there's probably going to be more added to that um i'm assuming there's gonna be more live drums because that even though that that sounded like live drums it's not pro tools is amazing stuff
1: yeah it's <laughs> yeah. It's, it's it's amazing and sad at the same it's
3: time <laughs> so it's it's great though when you can have multiple locations though to record
1: yeah, that's great. And and, it's, and I love, uh, you know, I, I always watch that Sound City um, uh, documentary yep. where, you know, they, they say it's great. The Pro Tools is great in the hands of a creative artistic band like this. Um, it's, it's not so much so when it's in the hands of uh, people who have no business making music. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. I think you're using Pro Tools very well. <laughs>
3: it's fun. It's a lot easier than the old four-track tape days. I wouldn't even want to know <laughs> if we're making an album like this. Yeah, with the amount of layers that we're doing, and if, if you're using a four-track, oh yeah, even an eight-track or a sixteen-track would be like almost. You know, I mean, you can bounce and stuff and do all that with the keyboards. You could probably, you know, bounce down to like two or three tracks on a four, on a tape, but it would be it would take you forever. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to
0: take us a year to record. It's come a long way. I mean, I have the. Um the new Line 6 software that I've been using. Oh, yeah. I've been recording a solo record. Get uh, ready. Uh. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's not as good as Pro Tools, but it's the same idea. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, my solo record is going to sound like there's 50 musicians on it. So <laughs> Some
3: of that was recorded on GarageBand, too.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, Another great software. Um,
3: there's a way to get it to work with Pro Tools, but we're kind of not. It's too much hassle. Mm-hmm. Um, the programs will talk to each other, but it's like there's all this crap you have to do to, do, to get mm-hmm. it to work right. So we're not going to even waste our time with that. So um, Jay and Jay both have Pro Tools setups that they're, you know, actually uh, Jay Bates has a f- you know, the studio in his mm-hmm. basement. That's Pony Bird Studio. So um, that's, you know, grateful to have access to that. Um, it's set up for both Ponybird and for If Jesus Had Machine Guns. He has 16 live ch- mic tracks that could go in to system
1: that is cool i mean it, it's just i cool, don't know like, when you know. we
3: would ever need to do 16 live right um so i mean maybe if um saint cobra ever got their shit together and i actually was <laughs> nice enough and you know asked jay once it has to wait till if jesus had machine guns is done no i don't want him to take on another project mm-hmm. but with that setup saint cobra can bang out a four or five song ep in probably a day nice so that might happen um it's just we need to find aid a today, day and this project needs to be priority A right now. Um and that's the way it's staying. Um uh, because this has to get finished. Um so um but yeah, and then we go over um Jay Siriani's got the setup at his apartment over in Westville, so and that's really close to home for a lot of us instead of driving out to guilford which isn't too far. Mm-hmm. You know. Um we you know, we drive out there we'll probably be out there next week. We haven't been out there in a couple weeks. Um but we go over to Jay's couple times here and there just to lay down tracks as well um and start demoing again that's actually tell me for her was recorded at jay's house uh in, in westville in his in his apartment um so we'll probably do another couple of tracks like that there and now since it's on Pro Tools though we could just take the file and bring it out to Guilford and then add what we need to oh, yeah. it. so my bass that's where the conven- that's where the convenience comes in yeah and that's the great thing about bass lines is that once they're especially for their band like this I'm not doing anything extremely technical- mm-hmm. uh it is you know it's a front instrument in this band though um because it's it's pulsating
1: yeah i mean so, any any of those bands like like uh the cure Duran yep. Duran those songs won't sound like the same you know, without that forward bass line right.
3: So that's basically what we're doing. I think I think I have all the baselines done in, I would say, a couple weeks, for the primarily for the whole album, and then go back and help them out adding other goodies,
1: goodies and noise and and all all the good little trinkets. Well, we're gonna get to um we're gonna get to another track in just a few minutes, but we need to get to our top five for the week. Yep. Chris has been a great contributor since we started this podcast of sending us his emails, uh, mostly, usually of bands we've never heard of. Yeah, um,
3: unfortunately.
1: <laughs> uh, but this week's, uh we asked you guys to email us your top five uh, unplugged or acoustic albums. I do have one email here from Dave. Uh, Dave also uh, wants to apologize for the last episode where uh, we said that he did not, give his usual explanation of his picks. (laughs) Uh, And he's rectified it with with this one here. Uh, So Dave's uh, honorable mentions for Unplugged and Acoustic Albums, uh, Hall & Oates MTV Unplugged 1990, which I didn't even know existed, but now I want to go check that out. Uh, And another honorable mention for him was the Foo Fighters Skin & Bones. Uh, But Dave's official top five, was uh his number five was Nirvana MTV Unplugged in New York 1993. He says I'm not a huge Nirvana fan, but this may be my favorite album they put out. Uh, number four, Tesla's Five Man Acoustical Jam. Uh, this is the album that started it all, and and come to think of it, that was the album that I think kind of kicked off, mm-hmm. uh, kind of the trend of the acoustic unplugged albums. That was a great album. Uh, his number three was Dave Matthews and Tim Reynolds Live at Luther College. Uh, I am by far not one of those fanatical Dave Matthews fans, but this album was excellent. Uh, number two, number two, the Eagles. Uh, MTV oh. unplugged. Hell freezes over. 1994. Uh, he says it brought the Eagles back from the dead. They should have and... stayed dead. <laughs> I was kind of going to say, I don't know if that was a good thing. Uh,
3: they made a shit ton of money.
1: I quote. Uh, I I quote the dude in in just saying. I hate the fucking Eagles, and they're still doing it. Uh, and uh, Dave's uh, number one—I don't oh think my there's God. any big wait, surprise here—is it Kiss? <laughs> it is, yes. It is Kiss MTV Unplugged, 1995. <laughs> it made my dream come true of Kiss reuniting with Ace and Peter. So thank you, Dave.
0: And I, I have the full recording of that. Oh, that's w- right. You without, mentioned that without with the, the outtakes, without the with all the mess ups, mm-hmm. it's it's worth a listen, though
3: nice is it as good as that paul stanley stage banter disc there's paul
0: stanley stage banter in the full kiss unplugged he stops some songs to talk to girls it's great but (laughs) nothing beats the 70 track the 70 track that's amazing let me get this off my chest (laughs)
1: it's so good good. good. i'll have to post that on the website again i think i did it once a while the
0: robert
3: pollard one's not as good Robert um, Palmer. Robert Pollard. Oh Pollard. From Guided by Voices. Oh, okay. There's, there's one of those that have hit from him. Um, Relaxation of the asshole is the name of the album. <laughs> um, it's that's all it is. It's like huh, it's a compilation of all stage banter and
1: drunk you, drunk you,
3: humor. You that's watch. not
1: funny. The next stage banter album that's going to come out is probably going to be David Lee Roth.
0: Yes. Yeah. There probably
3: is one already. If you I realize. know. I
1: have to. I have to do some digging on that. But especially on this upcoming tour, there's got to be some some gems in there. Yeah, uh, Chris, you got I, any favorite uh, I unplugged didn't, albums? I didn't,
3: obviously, you said I'm a regular contributor. To the email obviously <laughs> so we slapped uh, the I, one I for, the for, one episode. I forgot. <laughs> um, okay. um, I know I listened to the episode, the last episode. But well, I you've totally been busy for, making I've been, great music. I've been working, yeah. yeah. So it's it kind of got sidetracked. Um. I didn't come on. I just wrote down two on here. Nirvana Unplugged, obviously, is one. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Beck's Sea Change.
0: That's a great record. Um,
3: it's an awesome album. Um, you know, when he, you know, and he's one of those artists that is hit or miss for me a lot. I wouldn't say a lot. I'm a big fan. Kind of got dry for a while when he was doing other stuff, but um, maybe Morning Phase last year like the follow-up to this mm-hmm. those two albums are great and he's got another one coming in the fall oh he oh.
1: got he got he got the, he got the grammy from yeah got yeah face.
3: Yeah. grammys are don't mean shit oh, yeah i know we've discussed that my, before too my um and you know getting back to you know like the whole back to like like the connecticut music wars just happened maybe we'll touch on that in a little bit yeah. but um <laughs> My thing is that it's, it's great. It's, you know, an award is an award, but mm-hmm. I think us as musicians would prefer to be rewarded. Uh, rewarded by people coming to our shows. Rewarded by people appreciating our music. Rewarded by having friends that appreciate our music. Becoming friends with the fans and having the same people show up at shows all the time and embracing what you're doing and having a good time doing that. I'll That's the that. reward. Yeah. I don't need a little gold statue for that. That's worthless to me. A Grammy is worthless, a Tony would be worthless, and an Academy Award would be worthless. I want people to appreciate the work that we're doing and the art that we're creating is basically what it comes down to.
0: Hell yeah. Very good. I Uh, like that. All right. So um, I don't have any honorable mentions. I just kept it brief um, because there were too many of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, My number five is um, Skin and Bones by the Foo Fighters. Uh, number four was the Allison in Chains MTV Unplugged, which was phenomenal. That's pretty epic. Yeah. Uh, my number three was it's um Acoustic Gypsy by the LA Guns. I'm a oh. big fan of LA Guns. I'm a big fan of all that cock rock, as we all know. <laughs> uh, my number two was the Tesla Five Man Acoustical Jam. Listening to that today. It's a great record. Um. I have a tie for my number one, which I don't normally like to do, but I could not decide between the two of these. Uh, my two favorite um, acoustic records are Nirvana's um, MTV Unplugged. Pearl Jam. No. And The Kiss. All right, <laughs> no. all right. Nobody mentioned
3: the Pearl Jam one. I ha-
0: I, that was one of my honorable mentions, but I, f- I wanted to get some- What about some- the REM one? That's a, Or what about the MTV Uptown Unplugged? Right. Oh, With yeah. Cool J. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good one. That's fucking awesome. There's we, should so do, we
3: should do the top five next, you know, sometime top five uh, MTV Unplugs.
0: Like official, like, yeah. But, you know, there's just so many of them, but those are mine. Nice. Uh,
1: I had a few uh, honorable mentions. Uh, the two top honor- honorable mentions were your two number ones. Nice. Which is Kiss Unplugged and Nirvana Unplugged uh my other um uh honorable mention uh there was actually 3 volumes of VH1 stripped oh, uh, which yeah, was all acoustic performances by you know Poison Night Ranger Scorpion Cinderella Queensryche, Warrant you know all doing various uh acoustic tracks uh which was really good my official top 5 uh my number 5 uh very similar list here is my number 5 was Alice in Chains unplugged love that My number four was Foo Fighters' Skin and Bones. My number three was kind of tough. I could have had some ties here, uh, but uh, my number three was Johnny Cash's uh, The Man Comes Around. And really, I could have stuck any Rick Rubin-produced Johnny Cash album in that slot. And actually, uh, they've all been released in a box set now, so Mm -hmm. let's just put the box set there at number three.
3: That's a nice kit.
1: Um, Nice set. Very nice set. Uh, My number two was uh, Neil Diamond's 12 Songs which was the great album also produced by Rick Rubin. So, you know, he, he did for me, uh, for uh, for Neil Diamond, what he did for Johnny Cash. And I thought that the album was fantastic. It was just Neil Diamond and a guitar. No big band, no bullshit. It was just, you know, if you, you if you put that album on with headphones, you think Neil Diamond is singing right behind you. Uh, my number one was uh, Chris Cornell songbook live.
0: Oh fuck, I forgot about that one.
1: <laughs> which, uh, if you know nothing of that album, you, you download uh, his version of Led Zeppelin's "Thank You." Yeah, and and that that's worth the price of admission right there. So that is my top five unplugged acoustic albums.
3: Did Heart do an
0: MTV unplugged?
1: I don't think so, but they should
3: have. Because you were talking about Led Zeppelin covers, and I was just thinking about their Battle of Evermore. Oh, yeah. Yes. And all,
0: oh, fucking um, Great White did a whole acoustic Led Zeppelin cover album, which was awesome.
1: I don't know. I think I kind of blacklisted Great White now. Yeah. And well, this really, was before the it's fire. Like, I don't, it's <laughs> almost like I, I really don't talk about Great White anymore. You <laughs> should be laughing about that.
0: I know. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to laugh. I'm sorry. this is. Was... <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's like it's 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 almost like it's weird because when Great White comes on the radio now, it's kind of like I kind of change the station. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're kind of um, yeah, yeah, no, they get really weird. Not. Like like almost like I shouldn't enjoy their music anymore. Oh no, I'm am the same way.
3: No, I
0: I hear you, but like I said, this There's, was this was pre-Blaze,
3: <laughs> Blaze Bailey. Yeah,
1: pre pre. This
3: was pre
0: Rhode Island tragedy.
3: tragedy. So that's yeah. not you know it's. That's the most, it's it's one of the most fucked up things I think I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Yeah. You
1: know, because Al and I said when that happened that if that show was in Connecticut, we probably would have been there.
0: Well, the thing is, is that Dino wanted to go to that show, Mm -hmm. but they were playing the Webster a week later. Oh, okay. So we decided to wait. Which was a good call.
1: Was Mark from Buff Buff Daddy going to go to that show yeah, too? Exactly, yeah. but
0: he wanted to wait for for Harvard, the Webster. Yeah, so because we didn't want to drive to Rhode Island.
1: The one time Webster did something good, yeah, he saved <laughs> saved, saved lives. lives. <laughs> he
0: saved a lot of Connecticut uh, rock <laughs> rock and roll guys' lives. So. Yeah.
1: so that was our top five for top five unplugged albums or acoustic albums. Uh, we're taking a uh, a page out of the high fidelity playbook for. Uh, our next show, which is a good thing, which is a good thing. We want you to send us your top five side one track ones. Now you have to also be old enough to know what a side one is. It could be a record. No, it there's no, no side. There's no sides anymore. Basically, your the the track the first track of an album.
0: Yes, yeah, it's definitely example. Uh, welcome to the jungle, off of Appetite.
1: That would probably be in my top five. Yeah, we so- shall see once I start. Punishing myself with yeah. this list. You know, Nevermind.
0: Yeah. You know, or like like Rob said, um see, I'm I'm, I'm Jones I'm, from the class. I'm a firm
1: I'm a firm believer that
3: the third song should be like one of the best.
0: Really? Well, I like was, you said, I was you always want, a track two guy. You don't want to blow your wad right away. <laughs> exactly. You know?
3: Exactly. But the way sequencing goes, a lot of times you have to have like at least one of those songs as your first song.
1: What was track two on Appetite? Was it Night Train or so Mr. Brownson Oh, is this, it's so easy.
0: Into Night Train. Good track two. Into Out to Get Me, into oh, Mr. Shit. Brownstone, oh, shit. into Paradise, into Think About You. Oh, into My Michelle, into Think About You. What's
3: the first you. It's not photograph, is it? The Rock of Ages. It's I, bet, fir- it, I is bet you it? it might be Rock of Ages.
1: Yeah. i gonna find that out. I think it's Rock of Ages. i have to ages, go check that out on my, my vinyl collection yeah. in a few minutes. So, yeah, right so now. send us your uh, top five. Track ones yeah, off of a whole album. Hopefully pe- people remember still buying albums and you're not just buying singles. <laughs> it's
3: still, it's still, I mean, if you do an album, it's still the first song on an album.
1: Yeah. I like that. I'm going to have some fun with this one.
3: that will be interesting.
1: I don't know. Megadeth's uh, Holy Wars might be in there, too. Yeah. That's a good track one. Enter Sandman. Good track. That's a good track that's one. It's a good opener. You know, w- w- when we bought that album yeah. in about, high school no, and you put that fight on?
3: Fire with Fire. <laughs>
0: He's bringing it back. Yeah,
1: That's a good one. That's
3: yeah. a really good one.
0: Yeah. Or like what? Uh, what is it? Battery. Or I'm sorry. Um,
3: well, Master of Puppets is the first song on Master of Puppets. Mm.
0: It's not Battery? No. Oh. Or is it? It's Battery into Master of Puppets.
3: Master of Puppets is two? Yeah. All right. Well, uh, See? Yeah. The better songs are the later ones.
1: <laughs> 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 so that's it. Yeah. Track Track one, side one. Love it. Love it. So, Chris, we got another track from you.
3: Yeah, we're gonna play another one. It's called, Jesus uh, it's called "Have You Ever." Have you ever?
1: What can you tell us about this one?
3: What can I tell you about this one? It's uh, the soundtrack to our times.
1: Oh, that's a bold statement.
3: That's another thing that this band is doing. We're actually being bold. No, um, <laughs> uh, you know, not in a happy-go-lucky, positive, upbeat level. Um, you know, with the, the, the way the you know society is and civilization is these days. You know. Is there going to be a future? Do we have a future? If we do, we do. If not, (laughs) we're providing a soundtrack for this.
0: I like it. This is the closest we're going to get to Noel Gallagher complaining on our show, by the way. I can't wait for that. Oh, oh. We got to get the three of us and Noel Gallagher drinking together. Oh, yeah. Complaining about rock and roll. That is in everything. In everything. It's going to be a pretty long show. Don't
3: get me started on Tom York.
0: Yeah.
2: No, don't start on Tom (laughs) York, please.
1: All right. This is, once again, If Jesus Had Machine Guns, the track is Have You Ever? Check it out. Track of the generation it is i
2: love
0: it
1: i swear um, to god as soon as it started i felt like i was in a john hughes film Hella yeah bad. if
3: you want yeah i mean uh jimmy you know jimmy patterson is a filmmaker as well nice um so um there is definitely like his lyrics music it's very soundtrack oriented um i think that's why we all love it so much
1: it's, so it's like, when do you think uh, the whole album is going to be done?
3: Um, we're hoping for by the end of July.
1: By the end of July. Awesome. We definitely want to have you back in here when that happens. Oh,
3: yeah. For now, there's some songs on our band camp. if Jesus Had Machine Guns Band Camp. There's an If Jesus Had Machine Guns YouTube page that has some of Jimmy's film work with some of the demos and some of the other songs of his solo stuff. Um, some live footage that Ian Applegate shot of us at Cafe Nine back in May um that's really cool um let's see um obviously facebook Mm -hmm. um instagram went live yesterday okay yeah Yeah, i got your request we have we have have an instagram page now um didn't know you could do that like just log in and just set up another page and hit all your facebook friends and yeah it's like all of a sudden you have like 800 followers good thing um yeah because we're also very photogenic as well i guess (laughs) it's true you know of inanimate objects and even graffiti if you saw there was one of graffiti in a bathroom i'm not naming the establishment where that is but it's still there um it says it has our logo because we use the hashtag instead of writing out the whole name all the time it's you know i j h m g so you know if you hashtag that you'll find a whole bunch of stuff nice um so it's yeah um yeah if jesus had machine guns
1: we're gonna link that all on our uh, rock and roll junkies.com page as well and uh, keep you up to date on if you're I know there's a f- regular website guns. coming.
3: There's yeah. a regular website coming. I don't know if it's done yet, um, but there should be, you know, I'm just, I'm assuming it's going to be the hashtag. I'm, can you use a hashtag in a HTML web address? Why
1: not? I think that's confusing. Uh, you should probably just go with if Jesus
3: at yeah, go with, Yeah, that would work too. Well, you could do a, or the abbreviation. You
0: could do a hyperlink with your hashtag that'll bring you, know, you to your website.
3: Maybe an, uh, yeah, uh, we could do that. We'll ex- figure that exclamation out. Exclamation point. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't do any of that web design stuff. I'm not really big on that. So
1: or a colon. Um, you know, if
3: if if anyone out there is, if I don't know.
1: Semicolon. This this
3: is is this going live? Is, is this <laughs> is this is this podcast going live this evening? Yes, it is. Okay. Um,
1: it should be on uh, Rock and Roll Junkies uh, by the end of the night, and it should be on uh, iTunes. Well, if anyone's listening
3: to this and they want to go out around ten thirty, um, I at Stella Blues on Crown Street in New Haven. Um, tonight's open mic, open jam. Um, most of the band is actually performing tonight. Oh, I don't. There's know. There's a many, lot going on tonight. I don't know how many songs. It's the new thing is just showing up and rating open mics. We used to do that. Yeah, I used I'm not. To do that. I'm not hundred percent on it. I had fun. I did. That fun, all the time. I did we, we did one at Pacific Standard Tavern mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. It was f- four of us. It was four of us. Um, it was somebody else playing drums, which is fine. Um, was the five of us? It was five of us. One other person playing with um, somebody filling in on drums tonight. I think somebody else is playing drums. Uh, John may play bass if I don't get down there because I don't even have my bass with me. So I have to like run if I'm going down there. I got to run home and do all that nonsense. So I don't know if I'm going to make it down there yet or not. Um, But um, yeah, that's basically what's going on. Um, If you know, you may see this band show up at some random open mic jam thing if you go to those places. So um, it's always good to get out though.
1: Awesome! Thank you so much, Chris, for coming down to the basement. And uh, you know, if you're listening in the UK, this is this stuff is right up your alley.
0: If Jesus had machine guns, remember the name. Yes. Okay, not forgot it. Anything you need to plug? Uh, uh, there's too much going on to plug, so I will see you somewhere this weekend. I'm not sure where. Or I might be home watching Breaking Bad on my couch. Ah. Drinking beer in my underwear.
1: Let's see. Thursday. Thursday I will be at the John Fogarty show. Uh Saturday I will be at the bare naked ladies Colin Hay violent femmes show. Sunday I will be at the Melvin show. That's and, a, right. and, a week, a yep. and a sure week that's from else. a week from this Friday, I think it is. I will be at the Hart Joan Jet show up at uh, Foxwoods nice. Casino. So come say hi. I know you won't. <laughs> All right. But thank you, Chris. I will hey, no I'll talk to you. Yes. Thanks, later. Chris. Thanks, guys. <laughs> and we'll see you guys in two weeks. Take care.